0: Hey, what up fam? You're tuning into Who We Are Podcast. I'm Destiny, your host, and each week we dive into God's truths and uncover the truth of who He says we are. This week, we're talking about purpose, so let's get into it. Your purpose and identity lies solely in God, and when you begin to shift that purpose and that identity onto something else, that is where conflict starts to arise. And I was there. A couple months ago, I had begun to define and identify myself in my problems, in my pain, whether it was pain from the past or pain from now, in my health, I began to identify it in things that I should have not been identifying it. And that will lead you to depression and despair and you will live in pain. Maybe not mental, physically pain, but it'll be in a mental, emotional, spiritual pain. And that's the question who are you what do you define yourself in are you defining yourself in your hobbies in your family in your career in your health in your wealth what are you defining yourself where are you trying to seek purpose because the truth of the fact is you can't find purpose you can go your whole life searching for your life's purpose and you'll never find it because purpose has already been given to you Purpose has been given to you from the Father, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. He created you with purpose, and He needed inside of you purpose. You were made on purpose to give Him glory. That's the final line. What you instead search for is validation. You go your life looking for validation through people, through jobs, through achievements. And that can often, if you are not careful, slowly switch into you trying to find your purpose. And you begin to, in a sense, lose that knowledge in your soul of souls of that you have been given a purpose, that you were chosen, that God is the only one that says and gets to call you who you are as it is. And when you begin to start to switch that identity and you begin to start to look for other places to find that purpose, to find that vision, to find those things, and you begin to look for that validation but you start putting it as the front of, I'm trying to find my life's purpose, it just digs you down a deeper rabbit hole. Because when you live for someone's praise, you will also die by their rejection. And you'll start to live through pain. Our culture today is searching for feel good messages. But the thing is, feel good messages don't create change in your life. They don't give you your identity. And that is why so many people crave connection. They crave this sense of fitting in In just this sense of identity but the thing is their identity lies in only one thing alone and when you start to complace it in a job or a friend when that friend leaves you feel as if you lost your purpose when you lose that job you feel as if you lost your purpose But the thing is you can't lose your purpose unless you start putting your identity in something and you mask it as purpose but what you're actually losing is that worldly validation but the only one that can give you validation is God unless you allow others to become that source of identity, therefore handing over the keys to your free life in Christ. And you start to live that life of slavery, which God brought you out of when you became a Christ follower in Him. It's time to stop chasing the feel-good, the wanna be good, the identification of validation. It's time to take a shift. It's January 1st, so on the Roman calendar, a lot of people say it's a new year and a lot of people have this thing of these are my goals this is my word for the year but the thing is God does give you words and seasons but the reason why I personally don't have a word for the year is because when you do that you start to put your identity almost in that word at times And you are like oh my word is just journey this year I'm just on a journey like yes that might be true but you're in a sense also blocking God and putting boundaries in place of, no, I can't have anything else in this year because I'm focused solely on this word. So don't get too caught up in that and I started to identify this year's identity in that. But instead, look at what God's doing in this season and cultivate what he's doing in this season. Like I went back before, stop living in the pain. Stop living and identifying yourself in pain, in your struggles, in whatever you're identifying yourself that is not of God. Because here's the truth. When you start to identify yourself in pain and struggles or not, that's all you're going to see. When you look for disappointment, you're going to find it. And I can relate, you know. When you start to identify yourself in the things of this world and the things that leave you feel like you're lacking because you're not trusting in God because it says, those that trust in the Lord and seek first Him lack no good thing. But when you're not seeking for him and you're not trusting him and you're seeking the world for validation, you're going to start to feel the pain and you're going to start to see just nothing will fit that hole because nothing can fit that hole besides God alone. So when you start to write this story or let others write this story for you of this is who I am, you know, I'm this person, I'm this, I'm that, you know, this is my struggle, man, and you start to create this new identity, you start to block it off and put in boundaries away from God. And when you live a life of pain and whatnot, and you focus on the pain of woe is me, woe is this, you're allowing that to control your life. And when it starts to control your life you will constantly be in this unhealthy cycle of woe is me, you'll get some validation from somebody when they care for 2 minutes and then once they move on they totally forget about it kind of thing then you'll start to feel like, oh, that wasn't enough, I'm still craving more, so you go for it again, and then you're like, oh, woe is me, and you'll just stay in this unhealthy cycle, looking for validation, looking for validation, looking for validation, and honestly never finding it. It creates nothing but a negative life mindset for you, which doesn't help you, and doesn't help the people around you. When people begin to place their identity, their God-given identity, in their problems, they begin to look through the validation with people feeling sorry for them. Of, oh, you feel sorry for me, like, I have a hard life. Well, here's the truth. Everyone's going through something. Everyone has a semi-hard life in some way, shape, or form. Like, yes, you might not, in a sense, have it as bad as the next person, or somebody, or you might have it worse than some people. And I'm not saying, oh, that means you just need to move on and have a toxic positivity of optimism. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is you need to shift your mindset from the world's circumstances and the storm and put your focus on Christ. There is a time for mourning, and God understands it, and God says he is near to the brokenhearted. See, God wants to use those trials and use those trials and seasons of suffering to draw you closer to him. But He also doesn't want you to take those trials and seasons of suffering and create your own suffering of, oh I had this bad thing happen to me and now I'm going to suffer for ten years down the road because I don't want to move on from it because I'm finding my identity in that thing now. Because that is a waste of a God given life. And yes there are going to be trials and pain and suffering on this earth. God clearly says that there's not just living with Christ but there's also suffering for Him. You will have trials, you will have hardships. It is a part of life. But identifying yourself in those trials and hardships will only make your life even harder. Which is exactly what you don't want unless that's where you're trying to find your validation. And that's where you're trying to find your craving. Like I said, there's the truth of God's word. Okay? There is a time for suffering. And God even says there are people to suffer with you. People will be there to grieve with you, like Job's friends grieved with him. He was the first character in the Bible to be introduced through suffering. But even through that whole entire time, like yeah, he had it rough. He still managed to keep his eyes on God, and when he dared even to think about questioning God, God just said, who knows my thoughts? Who can tame the beasts? Understanding the things of God takes persistent growth. And even then, we might not understand them because we are not God. We do not get to know they understand the mind of God. So many times I hear people say, why do bad things happen to good people? But here's the truth, we are not good people. It should be, why do good things happen to bad people? Why does God allow the beauties of this world to captivate us? Why does he delight in us when we are these sinful human beings? Because that is the love of God and that is his grace and mercy because he is a sovereign, holy, justice-filled God. And he is right there with you through the trials. He sent his own son down on earth to experience the pain and suffering and take on all of our sins and be neglected by the Father and have him not be able to look on him for those moments when he was hanging on the cross for our sins. That is the first time he felt separation from the Father because the Father cannot look upon sin. Jesus experienced the worst of it so he can relate to you in the midst of it. It's in our trials and rejections that God redirects us, that God refines us, and God will redefine your identity in him. Because it's in those seasons that we truly see what our solid ground is built upon. If our house is truly built on the cornerstone and rock of Jesus Christ, or if it's built on the shifting stands of, oh, that's a really nice Jesus message, but guess what, I'm going through a trial, so I'm not looking at that right now. Because it's in those seasons where your faith is tested to see, therefore, if it can truly be trusted. When you are seeing yourself through the eyes of woe is me, through the eyes of someone who has moved on from you and probably doesn't even care less about you at this point, or from the eyes of opinions of others, you'll never feel good about yourself because you're looking through their eyes for validation. You're looking through their eyes to find satisfaction, to find your significance, to find your identity in places you cannot find it because it was not created to be that way. Because you were meant to see yourself through the lenses of God. You're meant to read his word and to see yourself through the lenses of who he says you are. His child, his heir, that he has created you and knitted you in, his, in your mother's womb with purpose, that you have callings and spiritual gifts, that you are chosen, that you are worthy, that you are redeemed. And it's maybe it's time to start taking back your peace from places that you left it. Because maybe you started identifying yourself in a job or a friendship that you're no longer friends with because they've done moved on and they don't care about you anymore in a sense. And you're still hoping that maybe they'll come back and maybe it's time to take your peace back from that and start moving on and looking at the people that got his place in this season of your life. in the boat, because you only have so many spots in your boat for each season. And maybe some of those people that you're still moping over and trying to get over and you're just like, man, but we were such good friends and I don't know why they didn't want me or that. You're looking for validation and significance in them. But here's the truth. God's trying to take you to higher levels and maybe those people aren't at the level that God wants to take you so they can't be in your life anymore. Maybe God needs to remove you so he can elevate you into the new season that he wants to take you into because he knows those people would be toxic in the new season for you. Because they're trying to take you back down to their level when God's trying to take you up to his level. It's like the eagle and the hawk scenario. Eagles fly way higher than every other bird. Eagles can see their prey from a mile away and they fly into the storm. Where every other bird, like the raven or that, it tries to sit on the eagle's back and just peck at its neck and annoy it. Maybe it's time to start reevaluating that and being like, oh. Because you might not understand why they laughed. They might have just ghosted you. Maybe it's time to start thinking, okay, God, help me to take my peace back with it. To have a sound mind in Christ and to not just continue to look for that validation and that missing friendship. It's time to stop living in pain, and, but living in the truth. The secure knowledge of your purpose in Christ. You have nothing to prove. As it says in the Bible, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life and it's more than true than ever. Every day you need truth, and you need the righteousness, and you need to have the peace of God, and you need to have your faith and salvation. They are your spiritual weapons in the spiritual warfare of this world. You are a new creation. You are not a new person with your old t-shirt of your old life. No, you are completely new, 100% redone. And it's time to start seeing that in that light. And I hate to say it, but social media destroys that in so many people. It starts this itching game of comparison in their lives and that's when people start to feel like they lack purpose because they see all these people that look like they're having such a great life, that they're going through college, that they're making all these followers and subscribers, they're living a great life, they're traveling, they're doing this, they're doing that, and little me's just stuck here in my small town with the same people I've known for years and I and I got the job that I've had since high school and I just, I feel like I'm not moving places and I feel like I'm behind and you start playing this cycle of oh, well maybe I am behind, you know? And what's what's my purpose? Because I feel like I'm lacking it because validation, you're looking for it in the wrong places automatically. If you're just about social media, it's, it's fake. And it's not good for your health. And so maybe it's time to start truly comparing yourself to God's Word, of what can I improve in myself to take it back to scripture, to take it back to truth. Because God might not call you to be the next CEO or billionaire. He might call you to be a missionary in your hometown. Because our lives, meant to glorify him and glorify him alone yes he has callings at everyone's life they are unique and individual to you so when you start to complete your calling to someone else's you're trying to take on their calling but God already needed inside of you a calling and he wants you to take the calling that he's needed inside of you because he needs you to do what he's called you to do we all can't be eyes and we all can't be feet on the body some of us are hands some of us is our mouths some of us are the eyes the feet you know everyone has unique and special gifts and start to start cultivating that inside of you what has God cultivated inside of you? That purpose that He knitted inside of you, your identity that He knitted inside of you, those gifts. What has He knitted inside of you that He wants you to run with? That The devil knows that if you unlock those and you start following after those and cultivating those, that you're gonna do some damage for the kingdom. What are the things that when you start to like go after them because you feel that calling inside of you, that you just get so afraid and that fear tries to swallow you whole? and that you just get discouraged and that this enemy almost comes against you and maybe it's yourself because the greatest enemy is the enemy inside of you. Your mental game, you can shut down something before it even starts and the devil knows that. That's why he's after your mind and that's why God says you need to constantly renew your mind in him. That's why the Bible says that you need to have a sound mind in Christ, that you need to have a mind of peace because God knows your thoughts and your words are the forerunners of your life. And if the devil can take you out just by getting you to fear something before you even pick up a camera, or you pick up a pen, or you go and talk to that person, he's already got you beaten. He's already had the battle won and he didn't even have to do any like physical damage to you. He just had to fight you mentally. So stop. Trying. To do it all. Stop trying to do it all and when I say that I say that for myself as well because I often feel like I have the world sitting on my shoulders but the thing is the world doesn't sit on my shoulders and even if I mess up five times 20 times if I mess up 24 times an hour a day and I probably mess up more than that let's be honest because I'm human (laughs) it's not gonna change God's plan you know God is not gonna just shaft you if you sin once like I'm not saying go and sin that's not what I'm saying at all okay but I'm saying that that's where his forgiveness comes in when you have a relationship with him. It's like when you have a relationship with a friend and you do something that hurts them. You know, you go and you apologize and you repent and they bring you back in. And if if anything, it tightens the relationship for them. I'm not saying you sinning is going to tighten your relationship with God. That's not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) But I guess the question I'm asking you today is what are you trying to prove because the truth of the fact is you have nothing to prove you have no status to set no quota to make no dream life of expectation to fill because we set expectations on ourselves and sometimes we set them so high that we leave ourselves feeling discouraged and that we feel like we're behind in life because we've created expectations of where we think we should be and that doesn't leave room for God to say no I don't want you over there I want you over there see he says for I know the plans I have for you not, we know the plans and we're like okay God work with my life that I kind of want. You know God I want I want this kind of life and I want these luxuries and I want these comforts and God might be saying no no, I need you over here. There are people I need you to talk to over here. So start looking at the beauty around you. Start saying thanks. A heart of gratitude destroys negativity. When there are days that I'm feeling down or depressed or whatnot. As soon as I start flipping the switch of thank you, Lord. If I just take 20 seconds to say thank you. Nothing else, which is to thank God for the beauties around you. How long could you go saying thank you to him before you ran out of things to thank him for? The shortest verse in the Bible says to rejoice always. And that's the beauty of it. Because we can, as humans, truly, honestly, rejoice always. But in our negativity, we don't. Because we are a (laughs) problem-seeking... culture (laughs) we are a negative news America like we crave negative news we crave the drama (laughs) like let's be honest you see drama at work you're like oh what are they doing you know you're like oh news oh guess what this happened this happened oh did you know this like we crave negativity and we need to break that cycle we need to stop craving the negativity and start craving the rejoicing and the gratitude of God And when you start feeling yourself feel negative or you're looking on that phone and you notice yourself you're starting to feel negative inside maybe it's time to turn off the phone and go open up your Bible <laughs> because the truth, the truth hurts sometimes because lies are confronted by truth and they're threatened by truth so when you start reading the Bible and it starts hitting you hard and it makes you not want to read the Bible because the truth is hidden deep to those lies maybe it's time to start taking that shovel and rooting those bitterness seeds that are sowing inside of you and starting to try to grow and create weeds to suck up your mental health to suck up your spiritual life and maybe start to restart identifying because you can't find your purpose in anything. It's already been given to you by God and he gives you your identity and he is what gives you your significance. So why don't you thank him for that? Even if you don't thank him for anything else thank him for choosing you because he did. All truth and honesty he chose you. If you're listening to this video today or you're listening to this podcast today You were meant to listen to it, you know, and you were meant to hear the truth that he chose you Because God does that is the beauty of free choice plus predestination Which is a whole other topic like God already predestined and knew you he chose you You know God loved Jacob and hated Esau So he called you out he gave you the calling and you chose to accept him as well and start that relationship with him. And that is one of the most beautiful journeys you will ever go upon. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope this encouraged you. If it did, please like, comment, share, and subscribe and get the word out, spread the word. Tag somebody in the comments to encourage them today. The Thank you for joining. Peace out, Girl Scouts.